2: Hi, I'm Amber. And I'm Jessie. And this is Glowing, Glowing in tech. tech, powered
3: by makers. So today we are joined by the wonderful Adrian. Is that how I say your name? Hi, ah, yes, Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> Love <a bit. laughs> <Yeah>. Lovely <laughs> to meet you, Adrian. Um, you. Would you be able to tell us a little bit about yourself?
0: Uh, yes. So I'm currently a software engineer at a cloud native transformation consultancy based in London. Um, and I've been doing that since April last year. So I've actually been in tech and in software engineering for less than a year and um, prior to that i worked in public relations which has a lot to do with media and pitching out clients and getting stories written Um, and i did that career for five years before kind of doing a whole 360 and choosing another career mm-hmm. um and i did that through doing a makers boot camp which is like a full-time uh, boot camp course where you do it for four months and then you get like a new career out of it Mm -hmm. but yeah that's what that's what i do now
2: love that and before we get into how you managed to get a scholarship at makers it's time for this segment the industry insights in five so i'm going to ask you what cloud
3: native the cloud native industry is in five minutes or less
0: cool um so yeah the agency i work for does cloud native transformation and what that means is helping companies so clients come to us and we pitch to them um, and they help them be more cloud native. And what that means is specializing in cloud computing, which is how companies kind of have scalability, reliability, so there's no downtime. And it's the opposite of when you make an app and you saw something locally on your computer, it's on your computer, it's on your, you'd have to have your own server to kind of get people mm-hmm. to access to it. But cloud native is that they, have other companies who run the servers for them, which are just massive warehouses. We're filled with loads of computers. And so the company saves money on running the warehouses and uh, the lighting and the space. And also they can (laughs) um, scale up and scale down anytime. Mm -hmm. They can have as many servers as they want. Mm -hmm. If they need to scale down, they can take that away. So it kind of saves cost. And so we help companies kind of transform to that way of thinking. Yeah. Oh, that's
3: really cool. And what is it about the cloud native industry that interested you?
0: Um, it interested me because it's kind of the way everything's going. Like I was thinking of an example of an app that's not kind of using the cloud. I was like, oh, if I go on my computer and say something locally, um, but then I thought, oh, if I go on Word, there's like Google Docs. That's mm, a yes. software service kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything kind of uses the cloud nowadays. So yeah it's a good place to be, I think. Yeah, Yeah. no,
3: for sure, for sure. We've definitely seen a massive change in recent years of like, even within our company, moving towards having that kind of external service so that you're not having to maintain, like you said, the data warehouses, you're outsourcing all of that. So yeah, super, super interesting. Now, Amber, I think you want to get into the...
2: No, yeah, I just want to know about what made you, like you're working in PR for five years and then what made you say, okay, I think I want to change careers because it can be quite a daunting process when did you realize that you wanted to do that and how did you end up finding makers and a scholarship op- opportunity
0: cool um so i think coding was always like some some magical world that i knew existed but i didn't know anyone who did it yeah Or i didn't know anyone who did uh computer science or even like it mm. um so it was always there and it was always like in the back of my mind i'd sign up to newsletters and be like oh this is interesting um but then i think it was during COVID, mainly. So, I moved back home during COVID, and it was that whole working from home period where people had more time than usual after work. Mm, yeah. <laughs> because of not commuting. And um, so, I started looking into free coding things um, like Code Academy, and I signed up for this She Codes Online yeah. course thing. <laughs> yeah. I think it now. literally came up through ads, and I was like, oh, because I was, I was consuming so much. Like, oh, get into coding, get into coding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Searching algorithms. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so I started looking into it properly. Signed up to, or I was already signed up to Makers, found coding black, black females. Mm. Um, and then saw that they were offering a scholarship. And I was like, this is kind of, the timing was pretty key because I had moved home. So I wasn't paying like astronomical rent in London anymore. Mm. And I kind of afford to take the time to 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 stop work mm-hmm. and yeah. And also the scholarship they paid for the, the course, which is usually like nine grand. Yeah. So it was perfect timing. And I thought, yeah, now's the time to like take this seriously and just go for it. It's like now or never basically.
3: That's fantastic. It can be such a scary thing, right? Cause you don't know what it's going to be like and you're jumping into like a whole new area that you've never been in before. Mm-hmm. So what was the application process like for you?
0: Um, the application process overall was it was fine. It was quite a long, a long stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, the first part was uh, written questions like, "Oh, why do you want the scholarship? Why do you want to do software engineering? Um, why particularly do you like makers?" Um, and then I think I had a phone call and also a like pair programming um, mm. interview. But I hadn't done pair programming before. Yeah. Um, but I signed up to this webinar. This lady was talking about pair programming and what to do and how to do it. So that helped a lot. And then I actually initially didn't get through to the, the scholarship in the first place. Like I got the whole rejection letter and they were like, no. And I was like, oh, damn. Okay, maybe next time. Um, and then it got closer and closer to the start date and I got another email being like, oh, actually, no, someone has dropped out and oh, you get the place? Wow. And I was like, I love that.
2: <laughs> I love that.
0: And also it started in, a month, so I had to literally hand my notice into work like that day. Wow. Wait, 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 wait,
2: That is a gamble now. That such, like, that's okay. such short notice. Yeah. Like, wait, so in those 24 hours kind of like space, how did you come to the conclusion that, okay, I'm actually gonna hand in my notice the next day? Like what was the time period? I, I was,
0: it was literally like the next, yeah, the next day, that night I drafted oh, it in my God. notice. And the next day I handed it in, because I was like the whole start. <laughs> Like the part time bit that they let you do a month before, mm-hmm. I could do that while working. Yeah, but the full time course starts
2: in a month, and I need to be there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So was that an easy decision for you to make, or did you find that like what was?
0: Um, I I had already kind of made the decision beforehand mm-hmm. when I applied, and I was like, I'm gonna take this seriously. Um, but it kind of definitely put it into actually being a reality mm. when I got there. Actually, no, you've been accepted. And I was like,
2: oh wow. Oh wow. And so the part-time course, was that like the Ruby course that you used to do? Like what programming languages um, were you learning? So Makers does
0: Ruby. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the course overall is four months, but one month of it is part-time. And during that month, you don't like, it's not nine to five. You just do it around like your work. And, mm-hmm and you have to complete that month. And there's there's little challenges and stuff and you have to complete that month before you start the full-time thing. Okay. Like they'll literally check in and be like, okay, you need to do this before we can let you on the full time mm-hmm. call. And it's stuff like um, GitHub, learning a bit about GitHub, learning a bit about the command line and um, doing some Ruby challenges just to get you kind of like to the bare minimum. Of yeah, yeah. and
3: thing. I guess with that little bit, you've got some time to figure out whether it's what you want to do, right? Did you find that you at that point were like, a little bit apprehensive? Did it make you feel like this is definitely what I want to do? Or what what were your thoughts when you were going through that first part-time bit?
0: Um, the part-time bit I thought I thought it was really fun. Yeah, I thought it oh. was fun. And I was doing stuff that I'd never I didn't even know was a real thing. Um like I had a GitHub, but I think I'd only had like Hello World. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they were like, oh no, you need to do this and and learn how to yeah, use GitHub on the command line as well. And I don't know, I found it really interesting and I was like, okay,
2: no, this is going good so far. Aww, yeah. That's really cool. I remember when we were learning how to use Git together. Yeah. We were paired up. So we did the Sky Get Into Tech scheme mm. and we were paired up on the GitHub bit. And when I say like everyone had issues with the whole git like yeah that
3: session was like people <laughs> literally having little bits
2: of <laughs> yeah, and, and it was virtual right so our instructor was going to us and goes oh i need to go to another group and like she was seen very stressed out but i remember trying to do that alone and finding it quite challenging so it was nice that like yeah we um, got
3: to push and pull between yeah, each other yes is, oh my god
2: <laughs> <makes sense. laughs> so how did you find like learning git because you were doing this part alone now, or were you yeah. leaning into like other communities? Like, were you pairing with anyone? Um, during that during
0: that month of the part time yeah. course, we had we all had access to Slack, and so my cohort is like the group of people and makers that were on the did this course at the same time as me. Mm-hmm. So we could we could message in Slack and be like, "Hey, uh, I'm stuck on this," and then oh, that's good. They also wanted us as part of that to organize pairing with someone oh and that's just really good. read how to pair program and then have a go and take it from there which is like a new it was a new thing for me as well um but yeah there's always people to message people always responding um if in case you needed help or like
2: seriously seriously suck yeah yeah no, that's such yeah. a good thing to know because you know sometimes like when you hear the first part you're going to be alone sometimes like it can be quite daunting so yeah it's good to know that there's a community that you can already reach out to first.
3: Definitely. And I think that's a bit I see people struggle with. If I see like somebody's tried to and then given up, it's yeah. often because they've not had anybody else to exactly. talk to about it. like. Mm. And I know that when we did our boot camp, there were so many parts that like if I was really struggling and you got it, mm. like it was helpful for you to explain it to me. Yes. And so um, I can't imagine what it would be like to do that alone. So I'm glad that even at that point you have a community mm. and people to message.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's helpful okay. on both sides, right? Like if someone asks you a question, it helps to reinforce your own learning. Exactly. And then also to get help from someone else who like knows it it's good to be able to ask those questions and like work together to solve the problems. Yeah. That's really cool. You did the first month part-time yeah. and then the next three months, what was that like? So it was full-time, nine to five kind of vibes. And yeah. was it virtual or was it in person?
0: Um, so mine was, it was in August, 2021. So it was virtual. It was okay. really virtual. Okay. Yeah, really okay. Virtual. Um, so yeah, that, that was good. Um, at the beginning of the course, you get put in a peer group. Which is a group of, I think mine was five people, mm-hmm. and we did a stand up every morning. So, general chit chat about, oh, how's the day going? Well, how's your weekend? Or um, well, how did you find yesterday's challenge? Mm-hmm. That there was always like meeting at nine. So, you always kind of started your day then. So I that like that because
3: that's like an actual engineering role. Like, I remember yeah. when we first, well, at least for me, moving into my first engineering role, it was so different to how I'd worked before. But with that, you kind of get the experience of what it's actually like day to day with your stand up, doing the agile rituals. Mm. That's really cool. Yes,
0: they were very big on agile processes. (laughs) So yeah, stand up every day. Um, And then, so the pair programming, what what they had was a bot on Slack and it would pair you with someone else every, someone different every day. Mm. Um, Not necessarily from your peer group, but from uh, just from the cohort. And the weeks were put into challenges. So it'd be like, oh, week one, there's a challenge. Week two, there's a challenge. But every day you paired with someone new, mm-hmm. um, and it'd be pairing pretty much nine, pretty much nine to five. But oh, but wow. like <laughs> it sounds intense, but um, you have breaks in between. And I was big on using the Pomodoro timer, so like oh I love that twenty minutes and then break twenty minutes break so small. Um, break for lunch. They also had things like meditation um, at lunchtime if you wanted to do that. Um, and yeah, it was pretty much just pairing every day, like going through the
2: going through the challenges.
3: Mm,
0: yeah.
2: Was there like anything in particular that you learned from working with so many different people in terms of pairing? Yeah, it was.
0: I, I learned quite a bit because everyone was at different levels yes. and had diff- completely different experiences. Yeah, mm. Like some people were coming from long, I had a career of five years. Some people had a career of 20 years. Mm. Some people were just out of college, but they were really into it and like very good at it. Um. Everyone was at a very
3: different level. So you had to accommodate for everyone. Yeah. And it's like that when you get that role, right? Like I still find all these different pairing styles when I'm pairing with a new engineer. I'm like, oh, you do it this way. And you know this thing. And it's it's a good thing to be exposed to early on, I think, because it's always going to be a different dynamic
2: every time you pair with someone new. A hundred percent. I like to ha- talk about like pairing styles. Yeah. Like some people don't want to be corrected while they're writing. Like they just want to write their code and then correct afterwards. Or mm-hmm. like sometimes I'm writing, someone's like, oh, you need to change this. I'm like, let me just finish writing it down. Let mm-hmm. me just get the pseudo code out. Yeah, literally just get the the bare basics out and then like we'll do up the cleaning. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even it's good that you made time to have those breaks because it can be yeah. very intense looking at a screen and talking to someone a lot. Yeah. Like, did you tend to also, like, what's that thing where you're someone's typing and someone's the brain like, driver? And driver and navigator. Yeah, yeah, yeah driver yeah. And navigator. So, did you tend to switch roles? So, you weren't typing all day, you'd switch roles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. We, um, so they had, they had a big document about how to be a driver, how to be a navigator. Oh,
3: wow. So you, yeah, that's, that's really good. good. That
0: was one thing that we practiced a lot. And then, yeah, we'd switch in between either like every hour or every, uh, just just whenever anyone wanted to switch. Mm -hmm. Um, And then later on in the project, we had bigger group projects. It'd be like a group of five Mm -hmm. rather than just two people. So in that, yeah, we all switched around, driving, navigating, pushing, pulling, using um, VS Code live so that, yeah, people can go on there. Some people prefer just I don't know there was something else I used where someone could access my computer and, and do the typing for me. Oh, it's code know.
3: with me on yes, oh yes, that's yes, on it's Python. Good share. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. yeah.
0: Um so yeah, people prefer different very different methods. Mm. But at the end of that first week I was exhausted from like pairing every so day <laughs> yeah so I was exhausted <laughs> and then there's also weekend challenges so yeah wow. it's very like full on
3: yeah and so how long after that did you find your job and what was that process like mm.
0: Mm. so I finished in mid-November and I've got my job offer um that I'm currently at in February okay about they say t- take about three months, like expect to take three months to find mm-hmm. although some people found a job while, while before we had finished. Right? Wow. <laughs> yeah. And some people found some after three months. So it kind of varies. Mm-hmm. Um but that process was relatively smooth because they have a lot of business partners and people that um hire from makers quite a lot so mm-hmm. they know what they're getting. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, so they would do the company would come to make us to do lunchtime talks and say like oh we're hiring we're looking for two people, um and here's the application process and also the application process was like two questions that is why should we hire you and why do you want to work for us which is basically the same question like inverted yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. um and after going to their lunchtime talks you kind of know pretty a lot about the company mm. you know a lot about the people you can like pull from the the lunchtime talk and like put it directly in the application and be like oh so the founder said this and mm. this is what i like oh that's um, so good so it kind of smooth, definitely helps smooth out the whole job hunting process although i did apply for other jobs um not through makers not through their partners but mm-hmm. like just separately
3: which was fine as well like i got a few interviews um yeah and did w- you have any support with those applications was there anyone I used to talk through like how, what the process was like i'm just wondering how you prepared
0: yes yeah, so after the boot camp, they have a whole thing of um, they have a whole like careers team. So I had a a guy that I would meet up with, um, well, just on Zoom every weekly mm-hmm. to go through things like, oh, what which job do you apply for this week? Um, go through my CV, like look at my GitHub, um, and yeah, just kind of make sure you are applying for jobs because it's easy once you've done the course, and it was around Christmas time as well, so to
3: kind of like yeah, fall back <laughs> and be, so yeah, yeah. But
0: they literally had it in your diary, like yeah, we're meeting up today for um a CV workshop or oh, there's a careers fair. There there was one in person as well, so you could go in and like meet employers and stuff. Um, so it was very helpful to have that support, mm-hmm. which I think is a big a big benefit of going through like a bootcamp that has lots of connections.
3: Yeah, um, no, that's great. So something you've spoken about is how following other people who are in tech and listening to their stories was a motivator for you. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yes, Um. so I mentioned before, like when I was doing lockdown and stuff, when I was thinking about doing career change, I kind of had signed up to newsletters and then I started following particularly black women who were working in tech or had um, career changes or yeah, we're working as a software engineer, um, and yeah, the girlies are, are really posting out here. Yeah. <laughs> I really love it. Stay <laughs> in the live. Oh, what like skills you should learn? Um, what to do, what not to do. Um, so yeah, particularly I think Instagram is a good one, mm. Um, and then also Twitter, and just finding out about people's journeys, about what they did to either change careers or. Because a, a nerve wracking thing was like, I don't have the degree in computer science. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: But a lot of people actually don't. That,
3: yeah. That, that
0: yes. Maybe yeah. that's yeah. just who I was drawn to. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. No, but it is <laughs> but it it helpful. Is, it's really affirming to see like there are people who made this career switch later on because you're always feeling like you're on the back foot almost against all of these computer science grads. Mm. Why would anybody want to hire me when I don't have that computer science background? And I have to, I've done a boot camp instead.
2: Like, I think that's a really good point. Yeah, and even in, like, the job requirements, like, ideally from a computer science, like, you have a computer science degree. Yeah. But that's why it's it's good to see some people say, or boot camp. I'm seeing that more often in, like, job descriptions that they're including that. So it means that you don't, like, you're more likely to apply for those jobs when you see that, okay, like, I have a boot camp. But I think sometimes you just have to be audacious. Like I was, I remember I was applying for jobs. Like even if they said like must come from a computer science degree, it just had to be done. Mm -hmm. Do
3: you Mm -hmm. know what
2: I mean? And it's Mm -hmm. like, like, I feel like sometimes like you can put yourself in situations that are risky and sometimes it just pays off. Mm -hmm. But it's cool that you ended up actually getting a job with someone that knew what they were getting. So they're already invested in, um, invested in hiring people that come from non-traditional backgrounds. Yeah. And like actually valuing that as, Definitely,
3: because sometimes it can take, no, 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 that's a really good point. Sometimes it can take some convincing, like yeah. me and Amber, a year into our engineering journey, got to do a talk at Lead Dev, talking to engineering leaders being like, bootcamp grads are amazing, yeah. they're incredible. And there's some resistance, because we had some feedback that was like, oh, are you like saying that people from bootcamps are better than people with CS yeah. degrees? we I say, no, we're not saying <laughs> that. We're just saying like, you, you can't um, you can't put one above the other yeah. because of where they've come from. And it's like important to acknowledge, the fact that you did a boot camp, you did a complete like 180 on your career, that's bravery, that's dedication. You've gone out of your way to completely change something, go into a scary new field that you know nothing about and learn from scratch, like that's admirable. Exactly,
2: and the fact that you're willing to be a beginner again. Yeah. Like, you know sometimes, five years in, like do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're comfortable, you're settled, you know what you're doing, do you yeah. know what I mean? And so it's just like to be like, okay, I'm going to make a big change for myself and I'm going to be a beginner. Like that just yeah. shows just the extent to which that like, you're dedicated to the cause. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so it's so inspiring to see the fact that you are able to do that and also like now you're in this career. So how did you find it going from a boot camp to now actually starting your first technical role?
0: Um I found it I found it good because so the, yeah, the company I went to, they they hired quite a few boot camp grads. They hired mm. me and another girl at the same time. Oh that's good. And then like the month before they had had two others from the cohort before mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then before that they, they just had loads so they had loads yeah. of like makers people um so they kind of knew how to onboard us as well um which was great like the onboarding took i'd say two and a half ish months of just like learning um we do self-led learning then we do instructor-led learning
3: oh you had um, an instructor
0: it would just be the, the founder of the company would like Whoa. Whoa go through these courses because <laughs> <laughs> it was very it was very small yeah 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 so cool. Was, <laughs> so cool yeah, so cool these courses and he was just so he was just so good and I was like wow like I want to be like this oh yeah but yeah um so I think they knew what they were getting so the onboarding was um was good and then from that because it's a consultancy you go on to something called the beach which is where you don't have an assigned client but you get to either prepare for the next client that you're on or do some learning or like get certifications and stuff. Um, And then from then on, they like prepare you for going on to a client engagement. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. And with those client engagements, something that you would do on your own or were you paired with like senior? What was that balance like between junior and senior? So I've been on,
0: I'm on my second one now um, and there's always a balance. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they've never, at, at least at this moment in time for me as a like, very beginner um just put you out there by yourself Mm -hmm. there's always someone there um yeah so often I'd be pairing with someone like with way more experience than
2: me yeah I love that for you and so did you have to learn more about cloud technologies while you're in the role like was this something that makers actually covered and then you applied that learning into the role how did that work out
0: um so makers didn't cover any of the technologies that I'm that I've like been exposed to in this current role mm-hmm. um but i think i knew that would be the case because it's just kind of like the bare like the bare bones but i think what they did instill was like being able to research stuff and find out about things and investigate things for yourself which i think is like a key skill now. yeah definitely um uh, but no they didn't touch on any of the technologies that i use now but also because it's consulting um i would spend like a period of time working with one technology and then quickly move on to something else. I wouldn't necessarily get that deep dive into something oh, or like yeah. be an expert in something, but as long as I can kind of figure it out, help the client um, and then I can just move on to the next the next client and like, so it's very touching, touching on different things, which I
3: think is good for now. It's really cool. And I think it's a really important thing as well that often a lot of people early on don't necessarily understand. Like, I think there's too much pressure on like, which language should I pick to learn? Which one do I like get deep into? Yeah.
2: But <laughs> yeah,
3: this was me. <laughs> <laughs> should it be JavaScript? Should it be Python? And ultimately it, it can be whatever you want because in the beginning you're learning those fundamentals and those concepts yeah. can apply across a different range of technologies like I'm sure you're finding now. Mm. So it's like, I, I do think it's really cool that for your first role you're getting exposed to all these different things because I'm sure you're starting to notice patterns yeah. and things that you can apply across
2: a variety of different Kind of problem fields and areas because it's all about problem solving yeah, yeah, yeah oh my yeah. gosh i remember i was jumping from ruby to python you know i love that remember my python phase? <laughs> i don't talk about it often but honestly my python phase was a phase. And i was nearly a back-end girl and then well, she left me oh, then i was just like Do you know what this has got to go i saw databases and i was like this ain't for me babes <laughs> and then moved on to javascript and i remember like feeling like i've touched so many different technologies but i'm not specialized in anything but eventually it came to the fact that it was actually very good for my learning that I actually had experience with so many different languages so I think if anyone's listening and they feel like oh I've touched on so many different languages but I haven't quite specialized anywhere it takes time to see the results and the payoff of the fact that you know so many different things and just focus on the fact that your problem learning skills problem learning (laughs) problem solving skills you don't learn problems (laughs) problem solving skills because that makes a big difference yeah yeah so what lessons um would you pass on to anyone who's thinking about doing makers full time or is about to start what's some lessons that you'd love to share with them
0: um i'd definitely say look into look into boot camps in general which one is for you um i like makers because they focus on emotional intelligence they had other Mm. workshops for us like communication um setting boundaries and then they had meditation yoga so it's like during that period of um, transition transitioning your career, it can be quite stressful. So they yeah, put a lot nice. of emphasis on like, take care of yourself, like make sure your mental health is okay, your health is okay. Um, so I knew that that was a good one for me. Mm. But yeah, research, which one is good for you? I know there's some that specialize in like front end specifically. So if that's what you want to do, then do that. Um, but another thing while you're in the course, I would say is, um, being able to organize your own time because it's very, it's very kind of free the way you can organize your time. So mm-hmm. even though I was pairing nine to five, like if someone said, Oh, I'm not feeling well today, I'm gonna like take the day off, then it's, it's the onus is on me to be like, okay, I'm either gonna like join another pair or I'm gonna try and do this day by myself. And mm-hmm. um, but it's very easy to just say Oh, okay fine I'm just gonna like run errands and not do anything yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, scroll through have to <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah so definitely um, be quite organized with your time and mm. be quite focused <clears throat> and then the last thing I would say is um, during the job hunting process um, try and be quite try and um, be realistic about how long it might take you to Fi- from when you finish the course to when you find a job
3: because
0: a lot of these YouTube chan- YouTubers are like how I became a software
3: engineer yeah. Yeah. in two but, weeks yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I went at Google after two months I'm just like this is not realistic for me anyway yeah no yeah. and it
3: puts a lot of people down when yeah. that doesn't happen like you've put in all this effort and you don't have a job at Google after two weeks exactly. so I must be bad at this right <laughs> and that's that's not the case it's not the case no, yeah
0: not the case so yeah just know that after the boot it will take a while to either yeah find a job that's right for you or yeah get a job offer which i would say so prepare for that 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 time lovely
3: thank you so much so that's the end of part one stay tuned for next week where we're going to be speaking to her about her biggest career challenges
2: and her tech team until then make sure you're subscribed like comment do all the things It's exclusive on youtube available on all major podcast platforms